Yes, Benchwarmers, welcome back. Episode 18 of The Resies. I'm here with Checkers, but no Shrey. No Shrey. He's gone missing. He's missing in action. MIA. We get asked a lot. We've been getting asked a lot all week. Where is Shrey? Jake Fraser McGurk asked me during the week. A few Stars players asked last night at the BBL. Where is Shrey? And I can't tell you. I honestly can't tell you. I haven't seen him. He hasn't been at home. He hasn't been sleeping at home. He hasn't been eating at home. And he's not in the podcast today. He's missing. But we have a replacement. There is a replacement here sitting in Shrey's seat. And it's none other than Andy Munro. Thank you, boy. Welcome Thanks for Andy. having me. Very the good. Collector. I've got in the run sheet here, my very first title is Checker's First TikTok Idol. <laughs> and I think I might have told Andy this story, but Andy was the man who got me onto TikTok. I, ne- I didn't have the app. I never had the app. And um, I'd probably been out for years, and I kept getting sent your TikToks, Andy. People keep sending them to my <laughs> inbox saying, this guy you would love because I love footy nostalgia I love footy from the 90s early 2000s old names like Fraser Gehrig Matty Primus you know all the the vintage of AFL football which is actually for a lot of people is actually the modern day football but Andy is the man he knows about this and this is going to be a very good podcast because he's going to be telling us all about the stuff I love I'm going to be excited I'm going to listen back to this podcast so many times if you love your throwback footy you're going to love Andy Munro he does all things from footy grounds to highlights from the from the 90s and 2000s and most of all his his Guernsey collection that yep. collection is massive and we're going to get straight into it um, it might be the biggest Guernsey collection in Australia uh, Andy we're going to kick off with the Guernsey collection where did the passion for Guernsey start how many have you got in the collection if I had to count it depends what I count as my collection um, but if I had to count it'd be around 500 Jeez. of just 40 uh, I do collect other sports a little bit, but yeah, footy is probably one of the bigger collections. Um, there's some with like more expensive collections than me, maybe, but yeah, I have a, a lot of quantity at least. What I love about your collection, though, is there's such a diverse like range from your collection and like the niche that you've gone to, say, from a very rare training goods that was worn twice on the track to NPL kits that have seen the light of day maybe one season and that's what i love about when when i tune into mail day fridays and <laughs> there's just something different on the on the track are you are you with me on that one i'm Chicken? with you on that but i feel like we should set the base for the listeners who don't know andy is majority of the collection is australian rules football yeah, guernseys mostly football yeah player issue match worn not just retails you get from the shop from the Cromania or no, whatever no. we're talking you're collecting guernseys that players have worn in games yeah player issues hopefully match worn but yeah, training worn, anything like that. Uh, make, anything that's worn is always going to be more collectible. So that's what I'm really into. Something that's going to be worth more value than just your regular retail you get at the shop. So we talked about your match worns and your player worns. Um, what I want to know is how did you sort of teach yourself about figuring out different parts of the match worn and the player issues? And how did you sort? How did that sort of like peak interest? I've always been pretty massive into footy jumpers just from a young age. Um, footyjumpers.com is my probably my most visited website even when I was young <laughs> used to uh, like make my own footy jumpers off there and stuff so I always knew about jumpers uh, wasn't until I sort of got in collecting I started with a bit of soccer and then I thought I should get some footy jumpers starting getting a few crows ones especially when the crows unfortunately lost the grand final in 2017 I was going to buy heaps of merch and I thought I'll buy something else today. I'll buy some jumpers so I got into that just research um there's heaps of facebook groups i was helped out by a lot of the older collectors that were around for a bit longer than me and then um i've been able to help the younger ones since which is really good you started a bit of a network through tiktok as well so you said talk about these older collectors maybe using online forums um 
big footy. Like I've seen a lot of Guernsey posts in, and yeah. there's probably some other websites out there. But you've started putting it on TikTok, which has brought a new age of young collectors into the game. Yeah, I guess TikTok was the big thing at the time, and um, there wasn't any. There was, wasn't much footy content at all. Yellow footy jumper content, so it was always going to stand out. And um, yeah, I guess like, I like bringing the older stuff, the history, to the newer social media networks because there's not a lot on there, so you just stand out. What do we look for in a player issue match one jumper? I know some of the terms. I'm going to list the ones I know. The GPS pocket, how the uh, numbers are ironed on, maybe some of the stitching. And in your videos, you go into great depth showing why this could be a player issue, why it could be a match one, why it might not be a match one. And you know all the tricks of the trade. Yeah. What are some of the things that you've taught yourself along the way or learned for, for collectors out there that maybe want to get into it? Like what? So anything from the last probably 10, 12 years will have a GPS pocket. Um, and you'll be able to see that from the outside, the stitching um, on the back of the jumper. Uh, you're looking for sublimated numbers, so that's printed in the fabric, not just stuck on like you get at Rebel or your club store. It's printed in the fabric, and they're often larger, so they will stand out and um, printed in the fabric. So they're a lot nicer as well. The material, in the, especially in the last uh, 10 years as well, it's a little way better. Usually um, what, quite tight, but stretchy. So it's really good for the players to wear. And I, I really like the, the difference between the retails because... Um, it just makes it way more worth collecting. We're really lucky in footy. It's like that because I collect weights, so- soccer and even cricket. Like, There's not much difference, but in footy, there's heaps of difference between what you buy at the shop and what the players wear, which makes it so much more fun to collect. Maybe, yeah, maybe it adds that fun element, and that's why I get attracted to your videos and people were sending me to the me, to me early days. And like, this guy knows the difference. And I would general punter probably doesn't know the difference. If I went up to... All the crowd at the MCG, I reckon probably half of them would know, not know about the GPS pockets or the stitching or looking for differences in the material, whether it's like a wetsuit type material. But you put that on TikTok and now everyone's starting to learn it. Yeah. So I'm learning, I find myself collecting Guernseys. Um, where, how, where did it start? Like, where did you, when did you start picking them up? You said about 2017? Yeah, so about 2017. I just wanted to go to a Crows game and I saw like a, a cheap, I knew it was fake. I knew it was fake, but I bought a fake jumper on eBay and it was like a, a 90s throwback. And I thought it would be cool to get a legit one. So I got a legit Puma one. Started getting a few other clubs as well. Just I was going to resell them. I thought, nah, I'll keep them. I'll keep them. And then I discovered the uh, Facebook groups. And from there, it just went off because I was really inspired by a lot of the older collectors. What are these Facebook groups for people? Because I'm, I'm hoping we get a few people listening that want to take up collecting after this episode. But the fa- AFL player issue match worn. Yeah, AFL player issue market is, is the go on Facebook. There's other facebook groups like footy jumpers but that's that's the main go afl players you market there's heaps on there where do you get majority of your guernseys from is it ebay is it marketplace gumtree there's or the n- facebook group yeah there's no one place uh, i'm lucky this, this is why i do social media i get a few little connections here and there but um yeah uh club sales ebay as well uh facebook groups facebook marketplace you gotta be real quick on facebook marketplace and i don't live in a city so i can't pick it up but um yeah there's other places. There's, I'll give you a sneaky one, Depop. It's a little sneaky one for you. You might find a few on there. But, um, yeah, you, it, it takes lots of searching for the most part. You do have club sales as well. but There's a club sale yeah. going on right now. I know that you have an alarm set for it because at 6 o'clock tonight, Collingwood uh, Home and Away Guernseys are on uh, finished their auction. Have you got any bids on them? Uh, I had a bit of a bid on um guy from Ovens and Murray League. But... um. I can't forget his name now. But, yeah, I had a bid on him, but uh, we'll see how we go. Just a little low bid. Joe Richards. I did see you at the cricket last night scrolling through with your alarm set <laughs> for club sales. You're quite on top of it, but, I mean, you are 
the collector guy. Like everyone expects it from Andy Munro, but for those who are starting out, these are the things you got to do. You got to be trolling those websites and eBay and and keeping on top of the auctions because that's where you can find some bargains. I can tell you right now, Checkman's a little bit of a collector himself, but not as not as Andy <laughs> swung me back into it. He's yes. got me up and about. And the Collingwood sales. I've seen this man uh, put a put a few bids on for a Nick Dacos. If anyone wants to buy my car, I'm selling it. <laughs> As of next week, once this Nick Dacos Guernsey has to be paid for. So, yeah. Anyone wants a Toyota Orion, uh, it's going to be on the market. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, there's quite... Some of the bids are massive. Like, what are the biggest prices you've seen Guernsey sell for? I know the Collingwood Guernsey's after the grand final went nuts this year. Dusty Martin's gone for, was it $50,000 or something even more? You yeah. know the figures. You're yes. the man. So, uh, Dusty's uh, 2020 sold for 75k. I think Nick Dacos's this year was 72. So, crazy money. Uh, there's a lot of money in this. Um, so yeah, there's people to that really go off. I don't know how they can afford it. But on the other end, especially, <laughs> what's the cheapest guns you bought? Uh, if you're talking player issues, I in 2020, um, no, it would been 21. When when Lockie Neal won his first Brownlow, his Frio jumper was on Gumtree, and um, it was listed as a ladies jumper because it was so tight. This this <laughs> bloke had no idea. I got it for sixty bucks, and it Jeez. was yeah, probably worth three hundred, four hundred. There is a bit of steel. flipping, people call it, in the Guernsey market. And we had some questions come through, which we'll get to later. But what are your thoughts on the flipping of the Guernseys? There's some people... Buy, it's a bit like um, anything with marketplace. You see a lot of people trolling the marketplace to yeah. find things cheap, restore them, or just sell them for what they're worth. Taking advantage of people who don't know the proper value of some things or who just want to get rid of their items. What are your thoughts on the whole oh, flipping? It's controversial in it the is, is. game, I know it that. It is, because you don't want to upset anyone. You want to keep your connections. Um, a lot of people do buy opposite cl- uh, other clubs, and then they will sell it um, or maybe trade it for something from their club. Um, I'm not massive into it, but um, obviously I do a little bit myself. So it, within reason, within reason. like If you can help out someone from who's a collector from another club, that, that's ideal because you know I helped out a Freo guy get a Freo um, heritage match worn. This year, he helped me out getting one of the stealth jumpers. I, I wouldn't not would have got otherwise. So you make your friends in the network, and then they sort of you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, sort of thing going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are your plans with the collection long term? You're at five hundred now. Is, is there going to be a <laughs> thousand in a couple of years' time? Are you going to sell some off? How do you, are you going to into a show? Maybe a museum, the yeah. Andy Munro <laughs> Museum. We can come and all look at them, and you can charge up. a fee <laughs> and buy museum. more Guernseys. Yeah. But yeah, I know having a big setup in Narrickle with. <laughs> I drive down. I drive down. Definitely. I have seen it in person. Um, it was the first time we met, and I was driving to Melbourne, and we took a bit of detour. Yeah. Popped into Narrickle, and I was. It was ridiculous to say, but it was a pinch me moment because I got onto TikTok through people sending me Andy's TikToks on Facebook <laughs> Messenger. So I didn't even have the app. I was like watching them in Safari. For anyone that has seen Andy's TikToks, it's a very, it's a very iconic background with all the Guernseys behind. And I could only imagine your eyes lighting up. It wasn't just one room. In. It was room yeah. after room. It was genuinely like a museum, like a an art gallery. It's a room as well. Um, I, I really do need to get a better setup, but it's it's what I'm working with for now. But Even um, he took us into his mum's bedroom and they were, they were all over her wall as well. So, <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. Did your mum like waking up and seeing a Wayne Carey match worn and a Boomer Harvey match worn up? Uh, not really, but she puts up with it. <laughs> <laughs> what players are hot to collect? We're talking about Dusty Martin and um, Nick Dacos obviously going for big numbers. What players are hot to collect in the market right now, do you reckon? Yeah, Current th- players. Those guys. Uh, anyone young is always pretty collectible. So Harley Reid's this year um, providing, you know, he might not stay at the club eventually, but, you know, his will be worth heaps. Um, it's, it's always those young guys. Uh, someone's trying to get ahead of the, the pack. Buy low, sell high. Exactly. That's it, yeah. 
Yeah. So Nick Dagos, even from the word go, he was massive. So, so anyone like that. So rookie, rookie players. So probably Harley Reid. We had Nick Dacos. Horn Francis, you reckon? Yeah. A bit of hype dropped off him from the Victorians after he, he abandoned North Melbourne. So I don't but know. He, his poor jumpers were worth a fair bit this year. So. Do, you, do you find Victorian markets stronger or the, it doesn't really matter where they come from? It, it definitely matters where they come from. Um, it doesn't matter Victorian. It's just the bigger sort of clubs. So uh, it could be West Coast, Adelaide. Uh, could it be, be the success they see in the Guernsey? Is that is that coming to factors as well? So maybe like you yeah. said, the grand final Guernseys are going nuts. If that player wins a brown low, maybe he wins a flag, has yeah. some success, so that it will drive the price up. Um, yeah. we, I want to move on to the next topic because we're going to talk about Guernsey a little bit later. We got some questions. They fired in heavy when we asked for questions. The uh, the, the fans, there's a lot of Andy Munro fans <laughs> that want to know a lot about Andy. So there's going to be a quite an extensive feedback. Your TikToks, you obviously do the Guernseys, you do a lot of live streaming on collecting, and I, I, I'm attached to that. But there was a TikTok series that went massive for you that blew you up internationally and that was the ja- I hope I pronounced this right Jabulani's yeah that's Jabulani it. footballs and I don't know if you remember these Will but they were at the 2006 the World 2010. Cup 2010 World Cup and they curved massively they were crazy I remember watching as a kid and wondering how on earth a ball could move that well being a collector they obviously resell for massive numbers at the moment what are they going at for on ebay so in decent condition probably 600 if you get it brand new in the box it's over a grand um i was sort of trying to get so what i did i I got the bad ones that people said oh doesn't pump up you know it's got holes in it whatever um so yeah basically my videos like what i was doing is just um putting bike tire sealant in a, a very particular one squirting that in the bowl and rolling around a bit and all of a sudden these uh jabulani bowls worth twice the money so a lot of people were interested in that in brazil and wherever did a bit of restoring we did a restoring video for cricket with some cricket bats and we just bought a heap of cricket bats to restore um which you can probably see on the marmalade socials but you restored these jabulani's up to some value and the international market ate it up yeah what sort of view counts were you seeing on those videos so all, pretty much all the jabulani videos have a million views um there's probably about three or four but the, the top one is 25 mil so it's pretty crazy and i got a fair amount of uh followers from that which was handy did anyone strange reach out you have any international players or anyone follow you after that uh, no players just some other soccer uh influencers or tiktokers and they want to get a few jabalanis for themselves <laughs> they want to get. buy them off you yeah pretty much and i'm like oh i don't really want to sell them because uh, it's hard to find real yeah. hard to find now because it's the mash balls the mash balls are so spherical um the, the way they made them is unreal but it's obviously uh, it was too good and they nerfed every single soccer ball after that so you can't get anything like it anymore. So that's why they're so good. It's also Andy Munro issued. So if he's yeah. given it away, it's going to come at it's a bit more of a price. It's seen 25 million views. So the price has to get jacked up. It's like Dusty Martin playing in front of 100,000. You know, price gets jacked up on the Guernsey. Um, the boy from Narracourt making international waves, making waves around Australia. You, you live in Narracourt and I have been to the house, but you, you work on a farm. Yeah. And you're on social media, which I think is a crazy thing. We live in the city of Melbourne and we've moved to Melbourne to get into the city you're out here getting 25 million views on a farm how's it been making content out in the sticks or out in the middle of you know australia yeah it's a little bit different i don't really do collabs or anything it's all about um just work myself but um yeah i don't know i don't really show much about the farm i like to use social media to get away from it it's just work for me you know it's not a particular passion or anything Um, it's just normal to me living on a farm so uh coming to the city like this this is all new to me but i still really enjoy it but yeah, it, it is a little bit different, and I do like standing out a little bit. That's sort of like why I do um, a lot of country footy stuff as well, because I can relate to it. 
we had you come down to gather around and you came and stayed with us for the week and we we went to a lot of footy and you obviously in melbourne at the moment wow we've got you on the pod going to the big bash and the mcg how often do you get get to the cities how often do you get to the cities per year you reckon to go watch footy or cricket yeah or? usually once or twice a year it, it depends on like what's happening on the farm so um if you in winter like during footy season it's a bit hard because i also play local soccer as well so that keeps me busy but you know we got the sheep lambing and i have to make sure they're all safe and you know healthy and whatnot and um in, in the summer it's not so bad now but you've got to keep the animals fed and it, it just keeps me busy so it's a little bit hard to get away sometimes you don't get holidays so but anyway, you put up with it for the lifestyle. It's really nice on the farm. Sounds a little bit similar to me and you, Will, when we have to keep Shrey fed, make yeah. sure he's, you know, waking up before midday. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's crazy because I think I went to 100-plus AFL games and you're saying you get to the city once a year. But you're still managing to make so much content and you found a good niche, I guess, where you can get away with it. Which is what we love to see. We love seeing Andy Munro content. <laughs> I have put down that you live in Narrakor. I've only clicked in my brain recently, Friday Mail Day, which is a content saga of yours. Does that relate to you having to go to the post office to pick up your mail? Yeah, so I only do get mail a few times a week. So that's why it always seems to arrive on a Friday because nothing's going to arrive on a Monday because that's uh, the weekend. There's nothing getting delivered. So I usually get a massive mail day on Friday. So the people at the post office do know me quite well. Um, <laughs> Picking up 500 Guernseys from them. <laughs> yeah, and I'm selling a fair bit as well. So, But it's good. Keep them busy. <laughs> How long would a drive from uh, your place to the post office be? Well, I'm, I'm lucky because we get our mail delivered um, near our, our place. Oh, but it's about it's about 25 minutes into town so yeah it's a bit handy i don't have to travel too much to get my jumpers yeah <laughs> you are you also collect local player guernseys that's another saga of yours so you've got friday mail day but you've been collecting players from that mount gambier what's the regions that you've got around here yeah you've been so southeast from? south australia or the limestone coast as it's, as it's branded but yeah basically the three leagues so there's uh kntfl um mid southeast and um uh, Western Border Football League so pretty much anyone that got drafted from those three leagues so we're talking like Jordan Dawson Lockie Neal uh, Jack Redden all those sort of guys on the other end of the spectrum like Rory Taggart who are, who are some of the lower names that probably Nathan Stark Nathan Stark who was on <laughs> Melbourne's rookie list I went to school with in Nathan Stark <laughs> yeah he didn't play a single game but Andy's got his Guernsey the I more do. you know the yeah. more you know <laughs> Have so, you found it hard to find some of those rookies? Is it, there's only a couple existing. The rookies are hardest to get. There was a guy, um, Josh Willoughby, I had to DM in to get his jumper. He's from Bordertown. He, he was on uh, the Swans list when they won the flag in 2005. But it's so hard to find these random players. It's almost <laughs> hard, easy to get an Adam Goods. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to pay up for it. But yeah, um, I have had to uh, reach out a few times. and Luckily, they helped me, helped me out because like, they sort of see it as a cool idea. Absolutely. The Most old definitely. footy ground saga is one of the more recent ones that's gone viral. We saw you in Ballarat um, and you, we went down there to watch the AFW with you and you'd done a few grounds just then. That was when it kicked off. Um, you've been going around to abandoned footy grounds or grounds that used to hold. What was the one today? We went to Vic Park because they used to have VFL and... and Vic Park and Glen Ferry. Glen Ferry Oval. Oval. So yeah. you're in Melbourne, you're going to go to a few more. What, what's the, the go behind these? They're going viral as well. Everything well, Eddie touches is going viral, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. <laughs> Not quite. It has been handy to reach a different audience with these videos. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I just like going to the old grounds because um, living in the country, you don't really see a lot of yourself represented in media. Apart from the local newspaper, um, you can't really relate to much. And um, I really I saw, just went to a local, few um, local footy grand finals and being a little bit inspired by yourselves, um, making local footy content, I thought... You know, I go to these grand finals and I realised, like, everyone, I went to the Horsham District grand final, everyone from Horsham watched the video. So um, I thought if I make some videos, more videos about local footy, people from the areas will watch it and hopefully learn a bit about it as well. 
thing I love about the uh, footy ground content is it's still like in your wheel wheelhouse of like uh, vintage and like throwback stuff. Nostalgic in, to nostalgic, those people, those yeah. area. But as well as that, you're going into like grassroots footy and like all the uh, almost a different market, like but, local community. Yeah, so you, yeah, you're community. widening your audience in that way by probably hitting CBD of Melbourne, CBD of Adelaide when you do AFL content. But by doing country footy, you, you've stretched it all the way in between. So he's known all the way down the, what do they call it? Princess Highway. Yeah, <laughs> all, all the way down the M1. What's the best ground you've been to so far? I went to this place in southwest Victoria, Bessie Bell. Um, there were cattle on there, so the, the ground <laughs> was had on massive... On the oval. No, they weren't there at the, at the time, I should say, but um, there were massive holes in the, in the ground. So uh, I could pretty much every step, you'd roll your ankle. Um, and they knocked over some of the posts around the ground. But oh, um, How long since they played footy on that ground? That was in 98. So um, luckily enough, the, the change room was still there. You could go in and the, whenever you go to an abandoned change room, there's a heap of birds in there. So they all flew out and um, there, there was two statues in there, crazy enough. I remember seeing this on TikTok. It was quite freaky. I would have shut my pants. <laughs> what I didn't say in the video, right, is that um, someone stole those statues at one stage. Oh, no. The statue was placed outside the ground and someone got a chain, drove it off down the road, but the chain must have fell off, left this massive statue on the road because this is in milk area. There's a lot of dairy farms. A milk truck went through, ran over it and had a massive crash. Oh, shit. So they've moved it back, so into, they the moved it back into the change room. They didn't just decide to get rid of it. They just put it back <laughs> yeah. in the change room yeah. for someone else to, to wheel. Well, hopefully now you've said on the pod, no one goes down there with a chain and tries to wheel it no. out. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because like so I like my chalky milk. And if you make a milk truck crash, um, <laughs> boy, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> is that one of the rarest things you've seen? There's been some crazy collectible, you know, like nostalgic stuff. We're at Vic Park today and we saw a heap of rubbish and stuff maybe because we're in a suburban area but at the country grounds yeah. there's a lot of old signage and maybe some old trophies or plaques yeah. around the club what's the, been there some of the rarest things you've, you've I seen I'd like to go into Yarpeet which is a place in like the um, Mallee Victorian Mallee and they had a room there with all the history of the club it was really cool to see like I love history so it's cool to see them uh, look after the history and that also liked um, so there was a, a place called uh, Douglas Harrow Major Lake I went there and I saw, spoke to this old lady who I thought owned this um, footy ground behind her. She said, oh, yeah, go in there. So I went in there and then all these this old couple walked out and said, what are you doing here? This is private land. Oh, oh I'm, I'm just um, looking at the footy ground. Oh, yeah, that's all right. Go have a look. <laughs> so I had a look and they moved all their livestock out of the way because they, um, they put them on the ground. So oh. they, <laughs> that, that's where the, um, their livestock eat now. But, yeah, I had a look at the scoreboard there and the old... Um, change rooms and that so they live on the footy ground is that they own the footy yeah ground? they own it they leave or they lease it out because um they may as well lease because they said they it would they didn't used to lease it and then it just was going to waste so they may as well have it and get um their livestock on it so yeah if cows I, were just doing lane kicking out on the <laughs> out on the ground just buying a footy ground that'd be unreal you got my brain ticking now for things to do when i'm 40 well, that, DJ, just like next week dj checkers oval i've got a lot of space on the farm yeah, we can build a footy over at Andy's place. Here we go. Now we cook. And we can gas. play some Div Twelve Resis there. This There's one um, place I used to go um, ages ago, and it was called. I might dox myself a little bit here, and hopefully the cops don't come knocking on my door. But when they knocked down Footy Park, they um, it was like they didn't play footy there for a couple of years. Then they knocked it down for land now. So it's obviously got a heap of housing on it in Adelaide, West Lakes, where the Crows played, and all through the nineties. For some reason, they left the keys in the door one night and I was at Max Bashir Reserve having a kick of the footy. They've left the, the master key in the door at Footy Park. So we've gone, let's go and have a kick on the surface of Amy Stadium. And then we've realized all the doors are open inside Footy Park. So we gave ourselves a bit of a tour 
no one's been in there for years and like you said we went up to the corporate boxes and there was about 500 birds flew past i almost died i was like cowering in the corner as birds just fly past me covered in shit got in the corporate boxes and there was still like cutlery everything set out there was footy records from the early like 2010 or whenever 2012 was the last game just still set out as if as if it was like game day but it was covered in bird shit everything is that <laughs> would be assume is like what Andy's going through. I don't know if you get sick doing this stuff, but there's um I get I get stuck watching a lot of um people watching going through haunted places or old mansions and stuff and the same same stuff. A lot of bird poo, a lot of obstacles. I guess you got a lot of cow dung yeah. to get through, but that's my little story of going through old footy grounds. It wasn't really that old. It only been shut down for three years. It doesn't take that long though for it to look like that though. It's crazy. Yeah. You said yeah. You said the last game play was in the late nineties. It was only twenty five years ago. But if there's already cows on the oval, no goalposts, change rooms disintegrating, like no the upkeep, old- you'd think someone would still be trundling around there for a bit of a you know kick every now and yeah. then. The old Freo ground, um, I can't remember its name. The one that Freo and West Coast Subiaco. Yeah, Subiaco. After like two years, three years, that looked like a, like a haunted, a haunted stadium. Like it was, because no one's obviously taking any care of it. It just looked a lot of um dead. squatters, squatters come in. And yeah. have you been worried about that? Squatters maybe in, in Ballarat. There was one at uh, one of the ovals I went to. Um, strangely enough, a few days later they kicked him out. So, oh, you <laughs> brought attention to him being yeah. there on your TikTok, <laughs> sure. did you? I'm not sure it was me, but yeah. Oh, it's fantastic to hear. We have a large amount of questions that have come through. We put you, put you up on the story and all your big fans have nailed in. So we're going to get back into those. Feedback, listen to questions. So I think we should just get stuck in. Let's get into it. We've asked our questions. So now we're going to ask the fans' questions to you, Andy. Starting off with Nick Arnold 20... No, Nick Arnold 7, sorry. The D looked like a 2. Money, not an issue. What does a dream play issue or match on Guernsey you want? Uh, I know Andrew McLeod has his uh, 1997 match one from the grand final, but I would like to take that one if he if I could. <laughs> well, money's not an issue, so we yeah, can throw, yeah. throw him a couple million for that yeah. one. Yeah, uh, that would be the ideal one, I reckon. Being a massive Crows fan, the, the Norm Smith in the first ever flag, that'd be unreal. And yeah, he, he was very hot at that time. Back to back, Norm Smith. Absolutely. Sam Crispino, what is the best steal you have got for a Guernsey? I think we brought it up earlier in the podcast. The Lockie Neal Guernsey. Guernsey. Maybe give us a, another yeah. steal that you've got. Um, I once got a Collingwood CFA jumper. So it was, they just had a logo on their CFA logo. And I got it for 20 bucks. And I ended up selling that for 200 So not a massive turnaround, but I haven't found many jumpers for 20 bucks apart from it at an op shop. So that was pretty good. Profit, profit. Don't mind it. We've got M's Kate 13. What was the first Guernsey you ever got in your collection? Yeah, so Lockie Neal just moved because, like, Lockie Neal was from my town. We both played with Kobe by light. Uh, he's a few years older than me, so I didn't play much with him. But yeah, I got his jumper just when he uh, left Frio for $100. So it was pretty decent looking back. Especially after he won his brand, when he win the, when they win the Brownlow the week after yeah. those prices get inflated, <laughs> yeah, those prices would have been. If you're ever going to flip, that's a good time to flip. But we won't say that too much because <laughs> we might upset some people. Uh, Sydney jumpers, Sydney underscore jumpers underscore has asked two questions, and I th- I've put them both in because I thought they were valid. How do you store your Guernseys? Yeah, so I just have uh, racks from Kmart or whatever. Um, do have a heap up on the wall, so. They're just on the uh, command hooks, but yeah, just hangers. Luckily, my uncle and auntie, they welded me a massive frame to put jumpers on, so I can fit about 
200 on there and they're going to give me that for christmas as well hopefully this year because i do, do need another one <laughs> <laughs> and uh well we asked a little bit earlier but what are your thoughts on people flipping guernsey so i guess we've already answered that one yeah i, I jumped his question for him because i wanted to know myself <laughs> so finn huffer 13 what is your favorite guernsey you have in your collection yeah so i have a 2009 we're speaking about andrew mcleod i got his uh clash jumper from 2009 my favorite design um, probably one of my favourite players as well, obviously, being a legend of the Crows. The Crows' best player, actually. But, um, yeah, that one be my top one. Is that when you kicked the goal from the boundary? Uh, that was 2005. The footy knowledge on this man is crazy. Oh, <laughs> Question from Milk Boy Finn. And I think he's pretty keen because I actually gave him his first player issue a few weeks ago. <laughs> if someone wants to start collecting Guernseys, where should they start? Yeah, so definitely um, follow the collectors of the club you're interested in. Don't hassle them. Don't DM them stupid prices, but just follow them. Uh, maybe ask them a few simple questions or like um, how they get their jump. If they well, often most collectors will sell some on their social media as well. So there's heaps on Instagram. Join the Facebook groups. Um, just learn about it until you get stuck into it because it's no point spending money on something you're not really knowledgeable about just yet. So I would just say follow it for a little bit and then get stuck in. You quite often do um, sales of like retail Guernseys on your socials, don't you? Yeah, so I often chuck a few up. So that's an easy way to get some as well. Absolutely. The last question we've got here is from Saxon Sunes. Uh, favourite old footy ground you have been to? Yeah, so I mentioned Bessie Bell before. But that, that was really cool. And um, that, that video, probably no one cares about views, but uh, that one had 200k views, my most successful footy video ever. Um, so I was really happy with that one. I reckon. Very nice, very nice. Well, that's all the questions. From we, we pumped through them, actually, because yeah. I think we actually asked quite of those, a lot of those questions yeah, ourselves. Yeah, we flowed through them. Early in the episode. Now, we're just keen to know more. It is time for Checkers Checkout, but this week we're taking a little twist. It's not going to be on the Spotify edition. This, yes. You're going to have to jump across to YouTube. Follow the YouTube. Go chuck it a follow, and you can watch this edition of Checkers Checkout. It's going to be a very visual edition. So make sure you jump in. Rezzy's podcast on YouTube. You can watch all the podcasts. You can see the wonderful Gather Round shirt that Andy's yeah. wearing right now. The O'Neill's beautiful. That's yeah. uh, this year? This year's warm-ups, yeah. So they're going to wear it this year. Looks beautiful. Chickas, you're in your 98 kit. Yeah. Well, I knew he was a Crows fan, so I thought I'd better put my Crows merch on. <laughs> I got nice. my, my 90, is it 98 hat? 98 yeah, hat. And 98 it. shirt. So Matching. So um, 97 was when they beat St Kilda, so I wouldn't wear those. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just before we wrap things up, uh, we've had a bit of a fun week, would you say? Pretty we say this every week. Every week on the pod, I, Andy. I went it gets to, to say, the time we review the week, and he goes, he either goes, we've had a really busy week, every, like nine nine times out of ten. And if it's, if he looks at me and knows I'm about to nail him for this, he goes, oh, we've had a fun week. I wasn't going to say busy, but now that you've pulled me up on it, I was changing it to fun. Uh, the best thing we did was play T20 cricket, but we didn't play it very well, so it wasn't really the best. Oh, it was, it was still a fun little fun little night out Jarrah played with us Jarrah's behind the producer Jarrah's in the office right today. now he's sitting there doing some Fred again boiler room still stuff. shaking his head at the umpire who gave him out uh, when there was two noises uh, when he was he's getting playing. infuriated right now actually yeah. he's going red he's getting angry whoa Jarrah don't throw that at me <laughs> far out jeez uh, we went to the big bash last night as well and they got on for once Andy how was it you, how, how often have you been to the MCG like, is that- I haven't been there for like 10-12 years so it was a bit fresh to me but yeah, first Big Bash game there. It was pretty cool. It's a good, uh, really good atmosphere for the kids. And the was, weather was quite yucky during the day. It was 35 degrees, overcast, and it was a Wednesday. So we didn't, the crowd was probably not what they normally would get for yeah. Big Bash. A lot of patchy rain, and you say luckily they got on because the weekend leading into it, 
there was just no cricket no, no everything got washed out and then once we got home thunderstorms here i could hear it hitting the roof mm, yeah. um, as i tried to go to sleep but yeah mcg you're going to come back we're going to see you back in melbourne sometime I'd soon i'd love to come back for a massive footy game i've never been to one here before and everyone raves about the mcg oh it's the best i reckon Adelaide Oval's better so far but i'll be uh proven otherwise yeah Adelaide Oval hill is pretty good i think andy needs to come down to a carlton collingwood game sunday or afternoon. a crows game even or a crows game controversially but- should they hold a showdown at the MCG? But all I'm <laughs> saying is, a Carlton-Collingwood game, the atmosphere you get... This is coming from a Western Bulldogs fan. The atmosphere at those games is nuts. And Legit. I think you need to be there for that at the G. Yeah. It'll be rocking. Just for a bit of clarity, last time there was a Carlton-Collingwood game, there was an even bigger game on the same night, the Div 12 Resis game. Oh, yeah, I um, that, and we're actually getting sent videos of people at the Carlton-Collingwood game on their phone watching Will Taylor miss a goal from 30 out. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, not good. That good was... time to clip that one into the YouTube video. <laughs> I'm not clipping that in. What's again. your plans, Andy? You're heading back to Narracourt. You got much coming up? Soccer yeah. preseason. Soccer preseason. Hopefully, playing Australia Cup again. So we'll see how we go. Might get a game in Adelaide. Does that um, get televised? Uh, maybe streamed. It might get streamed. We'll see how we go. We have but... to get across Narracourt to watch him play. We, we've Absolutely. been meaning to do it for ages. Last time we were coming through Narracourt, we were coming back from the Resi's game, and we were broken bodies, so <laughs> yeah. we couldn't swing into your game. Unfortunately, shell of a man. I <laughs> we was. were a shell of humans <laughs> because it was the longest week. Not the longest week. It was just a busy, intense weekend. But we'll have to come out to Narracourt and watch. No Shrey to do the outro this week. No Shrey at all. So looks like I'll have to take the reins again for this one. Every week before Shrey does the outro, we've got to butt in and say thank you so much, Andy, for coming <laughs> yes, on the podcast. Absolutely. Great episode. Really knowledgeable as well. I actually I knew most of this stuff because I watch his TikToks religiously. Yeah. But I would like to I would like to thank him again. Um, go yeah. check his socials yeah. out. Yeah, Jump in a live stream. If you've got any questions, he live streams a fair bit, so you can usually buzz him and and find out the info you want yeah so. for sure jump on uh, Munro Jumpers on Instagram or TikTok Andy Munro but yeah awesome having me thanks no dramas look forward to the museum ex- exhibition <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for listening guys uh, make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify Apple Podcasts and anywhere where you get your podcast rate of 5 stars on Spotify as well leave a little review uh, on YouTube make sure you subscribe like share with a friend share with your mum share with your dad share with your neighbour down the road And we'll see you in the next episode.